Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mean O' Lion Media presents Pregnancy Pearls. Meet Dr. Nicole Plenty, a double board certified OBGYN and high risk pregnancy expert. She's brilliant, well researched, and feisty. Growing tired of seeing complications of pregnancy that could have been prevented, she wanted a way to empower women through knowledge. Because as she says, all doctors aren't created equal. This quest to educate women birthed this podcast, Pregnancy Pearls, with Dr. Plenty. Thanks for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast with me, Dr. Nicole Plenty. Y'all, we are in the second episode of season four. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm excited about it. I mean, I could not have imagined that we would be into four seasons. When a friend of mine said, hey girl, you should do a podcast. I was like, she crazy. And now look, we're in season four now. We've had a long summer break and now we're back. Or at least I'm back and I'm refreshed. And I hope that you guys feel the same way. Now, if you're new here, welcome to the podcast. Make sure you check out all of our earlier seasons and shows because they're sort of kind of good. They're informative. So go catch up on those. Well, this week we're going to talk about the heat. Yep, it was a super hot summer. And guess what? It's still hot. It is still hot out there. And we are actually getting record temperature spikes even this month as we approach the fall. And that's not just here in the South. It's all over. So if you're listening from South Africa, it's there too. Like it's hot everywhere. So today we're going to talk about the extreme heat exposure and how that can affect the pregnancy. But did you know that this summer was the hottest summer on record? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just hot. July was hot, hot. So when September rolled around, I was ready. And then I realized, oh my God, it's still hot. Studies have found that a high exposure to extreme heat through the duration of the pregnancy or just in the third trimester was associated with a 27% increased risk of adverse pregnancy outcome. That's more than a quarter of pregnancies. That's, that's sort of kind of crazy. Now, what do we mean by adverse pregnancy outcomes? Specifically, we mean pregnant women are more likely to get heat exhaustion, heat stroke, or other heat-related illnesses sooner than non-pregnant women. Now, this is because their bodies must work super hard to cool down because you have the body temperature of the mom and you have the body temperature of the developing baby. And when I talk to y'all and tell y'all you have your own little internal heater, I wasn't kidding. It's like a little internal heater, right? So it is harder to cool your body down when you're pregnant. Recent studies have also shown that exposure to heat is dangerous for the developing fetus itself and can cause stillbirth. It can also cause you have an increased risk of preterm birth, low birth weight, or having a small baby. And in the first trimester, It has been linked to congenital abnormalities and infant death soon after birth can also happen with the extremes of heat. An analysis done 
by this doctor named Sandy Ha, who's from the University of California, suggests that six there's a 16% higher risk of preterm birth and a 46% higher risk of stillbirth during months where there are heat waves compared to non-heat wave days. So I'm not saying that to scare you, but I am telling you that to know, so you know that this is not just saying, oh, I'm hot to complain. Like it is a real thing. It can cause some, some real complications in pregnancies. Now to complicate matters even further, people that are low income and black and brown communities and incarcerated people are more at risk of exposure to increase heat and poor air quality. We, mean minorities, are more likely to live in areas that lack green spaces and infrastructures like pools and cooling centers to keep us cool during those heat spikes. So now that we know it's serious, here are some tips so that you can stay safe during the continued heat wave days. Now at home, you should close the shades. I, I know we love the sun coming into the room. I don't know about you guys. Some people like to sleep in like complete darkness. I'm somebody that loves the sunlight on me. I don't know why I lay in the bed and open the curtains just to allow sunlight inside. It's weird, but that's, I like that. But in these summer months and now that we're still having these heat spikes, you need to close the shades during the day eat foods that are high in water like fruit and take cool showers or baths. So let me, I don't want anybody that's a diabetic saying, well, Dr. Plenty told me I need to eat more fruit because for us, if you're using the plate diet, fruit is a carb, right? It breaks down into sugar. So don't do anything that's against your doctor's recommendations. But if you're not a diabetic and you want to eat watermelon because it has more water in it, that is a great option during these summer months. Now, if you don't have central air, then of course, turn the fan on or keep hand fans readily available and stay in a shaded, well-circulated area if you have it. Now, outside, you can do activities like swimming for exercise if you're someone who exercises. If you're not someone who exercises, then getting in the pool and sort of wading in the water, that's that's good too. If you're doing an outing because you want to be out and about because you're like, COVID is over, although the numbers are back, so I want everybody to be safe out there. But if you're out and about, then try to do outings that have air, right? Like if you're going out with friends, try to not sit on the outdoor patio space. Sit inside. Um, go to a museum where there's AC. Like, And there are a lot of free things you can do around the city. My son and I just went to the High Museum in, um, in Atlanta. So every second Sunday is free. And there is an arts and crafts um, event for kids. But even if you don't have kids, it's free every second Sunday. So that is a nice, well-air-conditioned free event that you could go to. So pick outings like that if you just have to be outside of the house. Now, if you're outside, sit in the shade and drink a lot of water. And remember, sweating wastes salt and water. So in addition to water... If you sweat a lot, make sure you're drinking something that can restore those electrolytes like Powerade and Gatorade. Now, again, if you're a diabetic, you have to watch the amount of sugar in some of these electrolyte replacements like Powerade and Gatorade. They do have sugar, but you can do things like Gatorade Zero that don't have as many calories or, and, and don't break down into sugar. 
At work, I ask that you take frequent breaks. If you work outside or have to go outdoors, try to drink water every hour to ensure that you remain hydrated and work in a cool area if you are given the option. All right, so now that we know a little bit more about how dangerous it can be in this heat and you know how you can stay safe, let's go to some cases and questions. Our first case is a 38-year-old who is 34 weeks pregnant with her first child. She is a florist and was working outside in the shop's outdoor garden when she became very confused, started profusely sweating, and complained of a headache. Her coworker gave her a chair to sit down. When questioning if she needed water, she noticed that the patient's speech was slurred. So she and another store worker got her into the car and took her to the hospital. On arrival, she was noted to have a temperature of 101 with a heart rate of 117 beats per minute. Her speech is no longer slurred, but she complains that her heart is racing and that she's dizzy. She is able to move her arms and legs without an issue. The baby's heart rate was slightly elevated in the 160s, but overall reassuring. You were consulted for evaluation and management. This is quite a lengthy case. So we'll break this one down so that we're all on the same page. and We know what's going on. This patient is 34 weeks pregnant. So she's in her later part of the third trimester. She's working outside in a garden. How long she's been working outside, we don't know. But she was found by her co-owner, confused. She's sweating and she's complaining of a headache. So first off, if let's say it wasn't really that hot outside because we don't know really where she lives. The first thing I would be thinking if I found somebody confused with the headache is, hey, are they having a stroke? Did they have a stroke? Did they have an aneurysm, right? So for me, right off the bat, this is an emergency. So I want to make sure if you got a headache and you're confused, we got to figure out what's going on, right? So they took her to the hospital, right? And her temperature is 101. Well, usually... Regular strokes, like, so ischemic strokes, meaning you're not having enough oxygen in the brain, it's not going to cause you to have a temperature. So this is what makes me think that this is something that's due to the heat. Either that or she's septic, meaning has a bacterial infection, but she would not feel good enough to even get in the garden if that's the case. So I'm going to assume that the temperature is due to her being outside and overheated. Her heart rate is 117. Normal. Outside of pregnancy is a heart rate between 60 to 100 beats per minute. In pregnancy, your heart rate can be as high as 110 and it's still be considered normal. We call that just normal tachycardia of pregnancy, meaning your resting heart rate is just a little bit higher in pregnancy. But hers is 117, so that's elevated for both pregnant and non-pregnant women. Her speech is no longer slurred, so that's good. That means that she didn't have like long-term deficits with the brain. But she's still having like a racing heart or what we call palpitations in the medical field. And she's dizzy. Okay. She's able to move all of her extremities. So we don't have any deficits or no residual issues if we were thinking she had an actual ischemic, meaning no oxygen to the brain stroke or hemorrhagic, meaning an aneurysm has burst and she's bleeding into the brain. If that were the case, we wouldn't have movement of the arms and legs if she were bleeding into her brain, we would have some continued deficits. The baby's heart rate was slightly elevated at 160. Now that could reflect that the mom's heart rate is also elevated. 
But the good thing is overall, it looks pretty good. So for me, the first thing I want to rule out is an actual stroke, right? I want to make sure we're doing a CT scan of the head urgently, and I'm going to consult our neurology or our brain specialist to take a look further. I'm going to do all this, order all this, and IV fluids to make sure she's very well hydrated. That's pretty much standard when you go on the ER and you feel dizzy with slurred speech. They're going to immediately start fluids. But we also want to make sure we're checking the blood count. We want to make sure we're checking her electrolytes with what's called a complete metabolic profile. And of course, we want an urgent or what we call stat CT scan of her head. Now, if the CT scan of her head comes back normal and we have this high temperature, we have this high heart rate, then we know this is likely due to dehydration or could be due to a heat stroke. Okay. So, When we talk about a heat stroke, common symptoms of a heat stroke involve dizziness, headache, some people experience nausea and vomiting, confusion. Um, People experience nausea and vomiting because they're so dehydrated that now it's, it's causing issues with other organs. And when you deplete all of your electrolytes, that can be damaging. It can affect your heart function. It can affect your kidney and your liver function as well because it's caused by just overheating and extreme dehydration. And when the uh, body becomes overheated, then the organs can begin to shut down. And so that is why a heat stroke is not just something that like affects your brain like a regular stroke does, like when you don't have oxygen to the brain or when you have bleeding in the brain. It actually causes like the shutdown of organs and the shutdown of your organ systems. And that's why it can become very lethal. Now in, in pregnancy, a heat stroke can happen at much lower temperatures. Why? Because again, you have a little internal heater. Okay. It's harder to cool you down. Outside of pregnancy, 104, 105 sustained is what causes, can lead to a heat stroke. Okay. All in all, I don't think that this patient was being very safe outside and probably didn't realize the effects of constant heat on the body, which can lead to heat strokes. Now, I am a high-risk specialist, so I see all the time people coming in either fainting, they're dizzy, they're dehydrated, and all that can lead to an increased risk of preterm labor and preterm contractions. So over this summer, the hospital systems that I'm a, I'm associated with have had an increased risk of admission and preterm deliveries, which is why I'm really happy that her baby, although the heart rate is a little bit high, everything else is overall reassuring. But this patient definitely has signs of a heat stroke, but uh, a traditional stroke, meaning no oxygen to the brain or bleeding in the brain, would need to be ruled out first via imaging of the brain, meaning a stat CT scan or an MRI to look at the brain and the vessels to make sure that nothing's affected there. So the case pearl for this case is heat exposure of 102 degrees Fahrenheit in pregnancy for greater than 10 minutes is associated with an increased risk of heat stroke. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, medical intern, what's our next case? This one is an email question and it says, I'm 14 weeks pregnant and my husband and I plan to take my six-year-old son to Disney World in Orlando, Florida at the end of the month. Looking at the temperature, the highs will be in the high 80s and low 90s. Is it safe for me to go at this time or should I delay this trip? The low 90s is probably okay to go on the trip if that's really what it's going to be. I would say if you're going to go, make sure you're wearing sunscreen that has at least SPF 30 or higher. I always tell people at least 50. CDC says 30. I say 50. Um, The higher the SPF, the better um, it will be. So I would say get a high SPF um, sunscreen lotion and make sure you apply it multiple times while you're in the sun. And also make sure you're shaded, whether that's with an umbrella or a hat, uh, make sure you're shaded as much as possible. And for goodness sake, please make sure you are staying hydrated and drinking. When you're in Disney World or any theme park, really, you're going to be in there for hours. There's no such thing as a quick theme park trip, right? You're going to go at like eight o'clock in the morning and you're not going to leave till like 5 p.m. You're going to literally do a nine to five in the theme park. So you do have to take frequent breaks. If you're tired, sit down, stay hydrated, make sure you're drinking um, fluids that are chilled. Um, I would avoid, you know, if you're a coffee drinker and it's, you know, warm coffee, I would avoid that. Um, the good thing is it is going to be in the 80s and low 90s. If it were anything above 97, I would literally tell you, you might need to replan that trip and go at a later time. Being someone that was pregnant in the summertime, I can tell you even the 90s is miserable, but you are earlier in the pregnancy. So you're 14 weeks now. You'll be, you know, 16 weeks, 16, 17 weeks at the time of the trip. If you're going at the end of the month, you should be okay, but you should definitely stay hydrated and take frequent breaks. Now, if you can push the trip out a little bit further when it's like in the 70s, you know, in October, November, that would actually be pleasant. As pleasant as a theme park can be with a (laughs) six-year-old. Theme parks are just not, they're fun when you're going with your significant other or if you're a child and you're going with a group of friends. But when you're the managing parent, it it may not be as fun. And then the heat may make it not be fun at all. So if you could push it some, you should push it. But if you've already gotten it planned out, yeah, I think the the high 80s, you should be okay as long as you stay very hydrated. You're not overexerting yourself. You're staying in a shaded place and you're taking breaks. Um, Also, Fast pass is probably your friend. Like you don't want to be in the heat in a very long line unless you are carrying something that you can then sit with, right? So Disney, and I learned this the hard way, they don't really allow you to take your, you can take a stroller in, but you can't take a wagon. So I have a wonderful wagon, love wonderful wagons. They are not sponsoring this uh, podcast, although they probably should, because I talk to them. I talk about wonderful all the time because they have a great product, right? But either way, it's like the Cadillac of wagons. Like there's a cooler on it. There's straps. You can buckle your kid in. You can put stuff under, underneath the seats. 
It holds like 90 to 110 pounds, depending on which one you buy. Like it's a very sturdy wagon. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to pack all my stuff, all my snacks, everything, bring it with me into Disney World. Nope. They make you leave it right at the front and you have to rent one of their like little strollers, like the little plastic strollers. Those are too low for you to sit on. You can only fit your six-year-old in it. Even renting one of those like little hover rounds may be helpful so that you don't have to like walk very far. So look into what you can do to help you uh, ride, you know, ride out this theme park. Because walking for long periods of time, even just at 16 or 17 weeks pregnant, can make you feel very, very tired. And if you're in the sun doing it, you're going to feel drained at the end. That would be my advice. Uh, yes, you can go if you absolutely want to, but stay hydrated. Rent one of those little hover around things so you can not have to walk long distances and um, make sure you shade it with sunscreen. All right, medical intern, do we have any other email questions? Yes, this one says, Dr. Plenty, I'm 25 weeks pregnant and I work as a New Orleans tour guide and have to be on my feet in the heat frequently. Last week, after a long tour, I got dizzy and fainted. I was taken to the hospital and monitored. My OBGYN instructed me to take frequent indoor breaks to avoid the heat or consider working part-time. I gave my work excuse and letter from the doctor to my employer, and they said the position is not part-time. And due to the nature of my job, I cannot take breaks during tours. So they can't make any accommodations for me. I feel as if I'm going to have to choose between making sure I'm safe and paying my bills. Is there a safe option for me to work? This is difficult. And I feel for people that have to make these types of decisions, right? So people that are, you know, police officers walk in the street and they can't take breaks. People that have to work in public areas outside people that work in parks and recreation. Like I feel for you because I understand that your job involves you being outside all the time. But one thing I would ask is one, I'm not sure how long you plan to be at this job or if this job is something you plan to make a long-term career out of, but you could talk to your supervisor about instead of you taking frequent indoor breaks because they may be thinking you're trying to interrupt the tour. Maybe you can be assigned on the shorter tours instead of doing the longer tours, right? Because New Orleans does have shorter tours. So I'm not sure which tour company you work for, but perhaps you can be doing a tour that's just of the French Quarter that only lasts two hours, or you could do a tour that's just of the cathedral. You know, see if you can be assigned shorter tours instead of tours of the whole city. Even if you're assigned shorter tours, I would still recommend that you wear sunscreen. I would still recommend that you drink a ton of water and replace your electrolytes at the end of the day. That is like the standard. But if you can't be assigned shorter tours, if they won't allow you to work part-time hours, I don't understand why they won't allow you to at least take a break. I mean, even the tours, tours have to go inside. I mean, the people that are getting the tours also want to be cool. They don't want to be on a five-hour tour without going on the inside. So I'm not, I'm confused as to why you wouldn't be allowed to take a break when everybody else is sort of breaking on the tour. So perhaps you can talk to your supervisor about logistically how you can handle this without them having to do anything. Like say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. These are the things that I've thought of doing. 
during my workday that could help me? Will you allow me to do these things? And that way you're bringing them a solution instead of a problem, right? Like, all right, this is what I think I can do. This is how I think I can handle this. Now, if you feel like you've brought them reasonable solutions to the problem you have, and they're still not allowing you to do that, then that's when you have to say, hey, listen, I don't think it's fair that I'm being treated this way. Um, I am being reasonable and I'm giving you reasonable accommodations that can work for me and you. And if they're still not willing, obviously don't say it like that. You know, go to them nicely and say, hey, this is what I thought of. My doctor said I need these restrictions. And so this is the solution I thought of. I think that this would help both me and you. You have to bring stuff to people that makes it sound like either their idea or that it's going to benefit them, right? Because at the end of the day, they're a business. Now, if you brought them an idea that you know will work and they're not taking it upon themselves to just agree, all they have to do is agree. You've already done the plan for them. Then you do have rights, okay? And those rights come from the Pregnancy Workers Fair Act and Pregnancy Discrimination and Pregnancy Related Disability Discrimination Act. And if you have to file a complaint, you can file it with the EEOC. And you just go to the public portal, eeoc.gov, and you can file a complaint. Now, I understand that filing a complaint takes time, right? Somebody has to investigate the complaint. They have to then tell you if your complaint is legitimate. And then after that, you may or may not be able to work still, okay? Even if monetarily you are compensated at the end of it all, it may take a while. So in the meantime, if you are somebody that's going to file a complaint, I would start looking for another job if this job is not being flexible. And that may mean that you may need to lean on family members or your husband or or the father of your baby if you're not married to help support you financially in the time being while you're going through this state of transition. But start looking for another job. Even while you're pregnant, start looking for another job. And when when you're interviewing, People can't really ask you questions about your pregnancy. They just can't legally do that. So start looking for another job. Perhaps look for a job that's virtual or you can work from home that may be a little bit more flexible to allow you to not work in the heat. But before you go and file complaints with the EEOC, I would say go to them with some reasonable suggestions, okay? It's it's very easy to go to your employer with problems. But when you come with solutions, that's when it'll probably get you what you want so that you can stay at that job for a longer period of time and you can be safe while doing so. All right, medical intern, do we have any other questions or cases? And she's shaking her head, no. So thank you guys so much for listening to Pregnancy Pearls Podcast. I hope that you've learned a little bit more about how to stay safe during our ongoing heat waves. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to share with your friends, rate and comment. If you or someone you know has had a pregnancy complication or unique pregnancy situation, let me know about it. Email me at pregnancypearls at gmail.com to hear your topic or case discussed on one of our podcast episodes. Also, remember to follow me on Instagram at pregnancy underscore pearls and Facebook at pregnancy pearls. You can also check out my website, drnicolepliny.com for free pregnancy downloadables. And for goodness sake, please catch up on the podcast and share me with your friends. In closing, remember to advocate for yourself. 
you are your biggest advocate and no one knows what's going on with your body except for you. Thanks for listening. Pregnancy Pearls is hosted by Dr. Nicole Lee Plenty. Produced by Nicole Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer Ken Johnson. Find Pregnancy Pearls on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice for diagnosis or treatment of individual medical conditions. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with specific questions regarding a medical condition. Pregnancy Pearls is a mean old lion media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.